What's up, everybody? Pathland here, and welcome to episode 1051 of AskPat 2.0. This is a podcast where you listen in on a real coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you. Today, we're talking with Kyle, who owns a interesting e-commerce business in the e-bike space, so electronic bikes. He creates parts for existing bikes that, that, that are out there on the market, and he also custom builds his own electronic bikes. And we spend a lot of time in this episode. It's, it's a little bit longer than normal because it takes a little bit of time to figure out what his next steps are. But we dive into a lot of e-commerce-related things and also how to best maximize his time, his, his efforts, the ability to, with an e-commerce site, still be able to make some passive income on top of that. Um, and we're not just talking about like hiring a team either. So make sure you stick around and listen in. This is a very, very great episode. And Kyle, I'm really thankful that you came on to share a lot of this because it's definitely going to open up a lot of people's eyes to what's possible based on the things that we're likely already doing. Just a few more optimization tactics added on top of that to start to make money off of those things. So make sure you stick around. Hit subscribe if you haven't already. All right, thanks so much. And here is the coaching call today with Kyle from boltonebikes.com. Hey, Kyle, what's up? Thank you so much for coming on AskPat 2.0. Welcome. All right. Thanks for having me. I'm excited yeah. to be here. Oh, I'm excited for this. Uh, this will be a lot of fun. So why don't you just quickly introduce yourself and what you do to uh, everybody who's listening? Okay. Uh, so about three years ago now, a little over three years ago, I started a company selling bike parts and upgrades, um, but my small little niche were electric bikes. Um, so the company was called Velo Mobile Shop, which is a little hard to pronounce and harder <laughs> for people to remember. Um, so I've just recently in the past, uh, this past month changed the name to Bolton e-bikes. Um, so that's easier for people to spell and pronounce. Um, so that's what it is online and everything now. But basically I started out making, uh, Controller upgrades, motor upgrades, battery upgrades, things to make people's e-bikes go further, faster, uh, more comfortable to ride, um, basically all of the above, uh, and then very slowly trying to transition and kind of make my own brand of electric bikes for those that just want something already done. Uh, so that's the, the gist of it. That's awesome. E-bikes, I know, are becoming very popular. Um, we're starting to see them like on the streets now from like Uber-like services like Bird and uh, a few others now on, on the streets of San Diego, at least. And um, it's, it's a hot industry, so I, I think that's really cool that you're in it. So I'm curious, like, what's on your mind related to what you have going on now? Uh, well, basically, it, it, it is a really growing industry that's growing really quickly, uh, and it's pretty exciting to see all the you know, new people that are jumping into it. Uh, you see a lot of the big name brand manufacturers starting to jump on board. Uh, so it just kind of confirms that I'm in a good spot. Mm -hmm. um, now, when I very first started, my goal was to not put any of my own money into this business. I still work a full-time job, uh, and this is something I do on the side. And I put in about $200 to get this started. And when I went and opened a business bank account, the teller, or they asked, you know, how much is your business going to make in revenue per year? <laughs> I know they always <laughs> ask that. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, just give me a number. I was like, okay, um, might as well set a goal right now. Um, how about a hundred thousand? Um, and she was kind of like, okay, well, you know, go for it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And believe it or not, I was able to do that. Um, so I hit a thousand, hundred thousand in gross revenue. Congrats, man. That's huge. Since they're online products and uh, trying to be competitive, you know, my percentages aren't that great. So obviously not making anywhere near that from that business. Um, but I was like, wow, this is, this is great. That took off really fast. You know, I'm going to do 200,000 next year. Um, and I'm sure you're well, well aware that's usually not how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I hit that number the next year, basically another hundred thousand in revenue. And then here, my third year, uh, on track to do basically the same thing again. Um, so I'm, I'm basically at this plateau where I'm kind of stuck where I know that the market's growing. I know I can take a bigger chunk of it to me, which is a little drop in the bucket compared to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to do that, the way I'm doing it now is going to require more of my time, which is not what I'm willing to give up, I guess. Um, so I have some plans. I have some things I'm working on. But what I'm really trying to pin down is how am I going to add some more passive income streams in the e-bike business that I have uh, and basically increase my sales without adding to my workload. Right. So that's where I'm what have you done so far to attempt to do that, if anything? Uh, so I had, you know, after listening, of course, to all of your podcasts and different things going on, um, you know, I was like, maybe I should do a course on something related to e-bikes. So I went ahead and I filmed an entire course on how to build an e-bike from start to finish every single piece. Um, and I thought, well, I could put that online. And, you know, that gives me two possibilities. One is... Obviously, if they buy the course, I make a little bit, and then they could also buy some of the parts and pieces from me. Mm-hmm. So I recorded it, put it all together, and then it was working on the pricing. And it's like, you know what? I really just, I don't know. I just, I feel weird about charging for it because my customers are used to the physical products. But I also just thought, you know what? I think I'm going to get more people watching this and more people knowing who I am if I just, give this away for free and just put it out there. Nice. Uh, so that's what I decided to do. And uh, there's probably going to be about 11 episodes of that bike building course altogether. I've got 10 of them out and the next one will probably be out uh, by the time this podcast goes out. So it's already recorded and I've just been uploading on a regular basis. Um, and that actually has worked quite well. So that's really grown my YouTube channel. And now I'm having people that are, calling me not necessarily about the bike builds, but they're saying, Oh, well, you're a guy that knows about e-bikes. What do you think I should do about this? Or what e-bike do you recommend? Mm -hmm. Uh, So those are the leads I'm starting to get now that are a little bit different from what I had before. That's really cool. Uh, first of all, when you were talking about this course, I I, I was a little bit like, I don't know if your audience would respond to a course. And so I was going to actually (laughs) suggest, well, what if you actually publish that for free and use that to get traffic and gain some, uh, authority in space and you've already done that so that's awesome and i think that's a really smart move and now you're starting to get new questions you are obviously becoming an authority in space or else people wouldn't be reaching back out to you which does allow for some other potentially passive and active income opportunities especially when it comes to partnerships with other companies who you can either become an affiliate for or you know direct leads to for example but um have you created like have you created more videos about like just answering those questions that keep coming in so that instead of having to 
answer them individually. You can just say, oh, we have a, a video on that, which are likely questions that people are already typing into YouTube, for example. Yes, that's what I've basically been jumping back and forth between. Here's another episode on how to build your own e-bike, the next step, mm-hmm. you know, and then the next week might be, here's how to program this controller, this e-bike screen. Uh, and my customers and other people have responded to those very well. Nice. Um, so, so yeah, those have been going really well. And I've got a whole big long list of questions that people are asking that are video topics I'm going to cover. So I've got more, <laughs> more YouTube topics than I can possibly do. Well, that's great. So it seems like the content and the authority building is, is not the real challenge here. What in your eyes is the real challenge that you're struggling with here? Uh, I think really the, there's a couple of things going on. One is, uh, you know, let's say I create a new upgrade for a different brand of e-bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's enough customers with that bike, there's enough market for it. Uh, I can do that, uh, and I am working on some, you know, in theory that should increase my revenue and give me kind of a new group of customers to sell to. Mm-hmm. But that's going to require more time to put those products together and ship them and all of those things. Um, you know, and the one-on-one questions about little specific things they get into. I mean, basically, if I look at it in the past, um, I had roughly a thousand. I'm thinking about the the thousand true fans. I'm like, okay, who are my thousand true fans? Yeah. And and when I first learned about that, I looked at my email list, and I had just over a thousand on my email list. And then I looked at my website, and I looked at my average order size, and my average order was right around a hundred dollars. And so it was like, okay, so I've got my thousand true fans, a thousand people ordering, you know, a hundred dollars worth of stuff, but I want to make more. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because when Kevin Kelly wrote that article, a thousand true fans, he literally gives you the example of a thousand fans paying you a hundred dollars, you know, a, a year for your right. six. And I was like, wow, it, so it really resonated because I was like, well, I have that. It's just not getting me to where I want to be. So I need to change something. Right. And there's a few ways to do that. You can obviously. There's many ways to increase income. If you are at a base already, you can increase income by, number one, increasing traffic so that now you have, for example, 2,000 true fans who are each paying you $100, so you could double your income that way, for example, just to stay with easy math. Or you can increase conversions, so, you know, how many of those 1,000, you know, or or, or increase the price um, or how much they're spending with you. So I don't know if you've done anything to sort of follow up with your existing customers, your existing true fans to have them continually buy from you. And it's it's great because once a person buys from you, they're likely to buy from you again. And if there are more things coming out, uh, which is great. So is the stop, is, is, is the stop holder not just the people, but the time that you have to create what they might need so that they could buy more things? Uh, it's the time. Uh, I mean, right now, you know, if I doubled my orders the way they are, that's a bit of a concern. Um, so I said there was two things I was working on. So the second thing is is selling e-bikes instead of e instead of e-bike parts, mm-hmm. um, because then the average order is probably going to be you know in the thousand to two thousand dollar range. Yeah. Um, then I only need a hundred true fans right. to get to where I'm already at now. Um, so that's much more manageable if I can sell two e-bikes a year and double the revenue number. Um, or not two a year, but two, two e-bikes a week, mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, could potentially double the revenue, but it's nowhere near doubling the amount of work. Um, so that's kind of where I'm trying to, to get to. It's been a little bit of a tough transition just because people are, are used to me doing the upgrades and things and not buying complete bikes. Mm-hmm. So trying to fit into to that space is, uh, you know, it's a work in progress. Right, right. Uh, but, I, but I just feel like there's some there's something still missing to make that happen. And I don't know what that is. On the current inventory that you sell and the work and the time that that takes, is that is that something that you and only you have to do? Uh, yes. Why? Uh, well, I don't have to do it, I guess. Um, <laughs> so I, I had a steep learning curve. Um, my first bike sales that I did, I built the bikes mm-hmm. from the ground up, and that was not sustainable because it took way too much time. Um, so, so now I really am focused on, and I even announced this to my customers last month in an email blast. I basically said, uh, sorry, but I'm not going to do any custom built bikes. You know, it's great if you want one from me and I have the ability to do it, but it's not, I just don't have the time to do it. Um, so all of the bikes that I'm selling now, they show up to me in boxes ready to go. Basically all I need to do is put a label on it or tell someone to put a label on it and ship it. Yeah. Uh, So I've cut down on that amount of work drastically. That way it can scale up and it doesn't, suck all my time right away and those are coming from a, another bike manufacturer uh yeah so i have my own line of bikes that i have made overseas um so it's my own custom thing it's not a generic bike you can buy anywhere else um so, so they're they're made overseas brought over in <laughs> shipping containers um you know and that requires some extra time and care but it's kind of like you know my baby <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and then I've got some other new bikes that I'm adding online right now um, that I don't have to oversee the manufacturing. Somebody else imports them. They warehouse them. Uh, I can have them shipped to me if I want for a local customer or something. Uh, or I can just say, hey, can you ship it to this customer? And they'll ship it off for me. I don't even have to see it. Um, you can have, so have really them looking fulfill forward it for you. To those sales going. Okay. So let's let's keep let's keep digging in here because I want to help you and we're getting a good sense of what your business is like now, which is which is really great. I mean, this is this is a legit sort of operation here that that you are doing, and and you said it's not even your your full time thing. So I could definitely see <laughs> how time would be a really important factor. I mean, if you had more time, likely you'd be able to you know build more or do more or sell more. Um, but in your eyes, what would you say is the best way that I can help you at this point? an excellent question and I wish I had a specific answer as far as what is it going to be but I feel like there's some I guess here's the one one thing that I I jump back to a little bit Mm -hmm. is when I put some of my first videos out on YouTube for the course um, I thought, okay, I'm going to push the, the passive side of the sales on, on these videos. So set up an Amazon affiliate account. Um, you know, I link to some of the tools and things that I used in the video, but I don't sell. Mm-hmm. Um, 
That way people could be like, oh, I need that tool or I need that part. Um, and one of the first videos I put out that, that did pretty well for my small YouTube channel, um, I had maybe like a dollar something in, you know, sales from Amazon. <laughs> yeah. So, but on the flip side, my website, you know, I had several hundred dollars in profit that day from that video. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that was, that was good. That was a successful video, but it added work. And the part of it I was trying to build that wasn't adding work didn't really do anything significant. Um, and uh, I thought, man, all these people who are making passive income, if they just sold physical products, they might have so much more earning potential. <laughs> but <laughs> But there's so much work involved too that I see the, the trade-offs for it. Right. Um, so I feel like okay, there's a there's a secret sauce to the or an art to the referral of selling something that I don't have um, that I'm missing. I feel like there's a key ingredient there that uh, I just haven't quite grasped. Of, you know, how do I increase the sales of those things that I don't have to to work on personally? Okay, great question. And so this goes, this ties back into, well, what is it that you want? You want increased income without additional, a ton of work or creating new products and stuff. And affiliate marketing in this way, referral marketing is a great way to do that. And just because that one video didn't work doesn't mean other videos won't. I think that by continually posting on YouTube like you're doing already and by continually making sure that when you are recommending a product or a tool or something you're using that's not yours, just to continually go into that practice of and building the habit of always linking to, always mentioning and and referring to the description where they can click through to get that tool. And you're going to find that over time, just your database of videos, it just it just builds. Like passive income does not happen overnight. That's, that's for sure. It, it, right. It's planting seeds, essentially. And you've planted a few seeds and you know, what you need to do is, is, is sow the field and plant a whole bunch of seeds, you know, and those things do add up over time. And what's really cool is as you continually come out with these videos and this content is your authority, like you've already started to see, will continue to build and exponentially that affiliate income will begin to grow because more people are finding you, more people are trusting you, and more people will take your recommendations even if they didn't take it the first time. And by continually perhaps using the same tools over and over again, you know, sometimes people need three or four to 10 touch points or just knowing that that thing exists to then realize like, wow, okay, uh, you know, Kyle uses this all the time. Like I, I need this now. I could see this after the multiple times I've seen him use this thing. Um, yeah. Know. And that's a good point. Cause I have some videos where I mentioned a certain tool and I made sure to put a link to it. And then I have another video where to be honest, I didn't. Because I thought, oh, well, I mentioned that in my other videos, but really I could go back and I could put a certain tool in a whole bunch of them because it's used in almost every instructional video there is. Right. And if you wanted to take it one step further, you could literally do a video about that tool, which is sort of the secret sauce in my world of uh, creating demo videos for certain things that people either A, want to know more information about because they're thinking of buying it and they just want to know a little bit more about the thing they're going to pay for before they get it or – be just okay. seeing how it's used. So what I mean is like you have this tool. I mean, there is no reason you shouldn't create a video just about that tool. And you can even pull from existing videos in places where you've already used that tool because you already have that content as B-roll, which would be interesting and very visual. And then you right. can just talk about like, hey, you know, here's the link below. Here's how I might use this tool. Here's here's some, here's how not to use this tool so you don't break it. Or, you know, the, and, and I'm sure in the e-bike world, there's some 
tools and especially, um, you know, interfaces that, you know, are quite fragile that have specific ways that you want to make sure you take care of them for longevity. Um, and perhaps even having a tool kit. There's a website called kit.com where you can actually find, uh, like you could create your own kit where you can go, hey guys, check out my kit on kit.com. The link's in the description. It's literally, they go there and they see all the tools that you have in one spot and there's a button to just buy all of them. Right. And I, you know what? I, I have heard you mention that, but I have not thought of that or gone there. So, yeah. Um, so it's cool. Cause it's like about it's, creating a specific video, just about a tool, because then I could really target it towards that tool of keywords and everything else. And you're right. I've got awesome B roll of it actually in action. Yeah. So, and what you do is you go back to your older videos and you, while you're using that tool, you create a little card that links to, hey, if you want to know more about this tool that I'm using right now, you know, click up, click on the little card uh, up above, you know, which pops up at that certain moment. So if you say like, okay, here guys, here's the, you know, um, the phalange number five, I don't know, I'm just making <laughs> that up. Uh, at that moment, then there's a video that pops up with, you know, how to use the phalange number five or something, which again is just now as a part of your library. And and then you would just practice moving forward that like anytime you use this, you might say, all right, guys, here's the phalange number five. You see me do a video about this tool before and how awesome it is. If you haven't seen that yet, click on the link above that just popped up right now. And then you just keep going in your video and you just have that practice of always like mentioning it and, and having it be a part of your, essentially your language. And it just becomes something that when people like start to dive into your videos and they consume multiple, just like I have to have what Kyle has now, and I have to get that. Um, right. And that would be a nice way to not overnight see a complete drastic increase in passive income, but over time. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not looking for anything, you know, instant. I know it's going to take time. Um, but, yeah, that's something that, yeah, as I've got a bunch of videos I can go backwards and do that to and really optimize them basically to, to for more affiliate sales. Right. It's like gardening. Like if, if you were a gardener and you have these certain tools that you tend to use all the time and you mention them every time you create a new video about a new plant or something, it's like people want to be like you and they want to have the flowers that look like your flowers. So I must use the same tools because you use them. And um, yeah. it just you, you build your library of tools, <coughs> excuse me, tools in addition to the amazing content and how to's. Okay. And hopefully like that doesn't idea. sound difficult. I mean, that's just it's just kind of no it, uh, honestly, it doesn't sound difficult it sounds like it's just uh, one of those things I just needed to do it <laughs> right and what's really cool about this too is is sort of step two of this is after you start to see a little bit of volume coming from these tools that aren't yours you can actually reach out to these companies and start building relationships with them so that maybe you can include the tool in your own bike packages you know for a really cheap rate and that's just like a really cool add-on or you know value add to the products that you already sell um, they can you know, I, this is very common with students in my affiliate courses. They they start selling these products through Amazon for for these companies, but then these companies actually reach out and go like, "Who who are you? How did you how did you sell so so much for us? Can we do something together? We'll give you a higher commission than Amazon does if you promise to do these things for us." And you know, some people right. have even gotten access to the factories to film videos at the factories where those things are created because. Of the relationships they're building because any smart company would go, wow, this person's helping, like let's help them sell more of our stuff. So that's kind of yeah. like what you can look forward to down the road. And you, who knows, some of those companies might go, hey, like we have this tool, check out these bikes. And you know, they have their own lists of sometimes hundreds of thousands that you could potentially get access to through those relationships too. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to make some notes on where to put all these different things. I have a feeling if I go backwards, because after I put up my YouTube videos and set it all up, to be honest, I don't go back and watch my own videos. Well, I mean, <laughs> so nobody likes I, to do that. But. <laughs> I'm sure as I do that, I'm going to be like, oh, I've just missed all these opportunities and uh, to put these in there and, and mention these again and again. And, right. And, and hopefully those subscribers that are watching every week or however often I'm putting a video up, um, I, you know, and now that I think about that, you're right. You know, I, whether it's five times or 10 times or seven, however many touch points it takes, um, some of these people haven't even had that many because I haven't really been pushing my YouTube channel that long. Mm-hmm. So I really just may not even be seeing that tiny little flat curve that hopefully is there. Right. So I, I think that's that'll be really cool, a, a cool opportunity for you. That's not going to require a ton of extra time. It's just kind of you're optimizing what you're kind of already doing, and you're, not, you're optimizing what you've already published. I mean, when you think about it, very similar to a blog and and your YouTube channel, it's almost like that's your first draft of a book. And over time, you start to fine tune things. And with YouTube, yes, you can't re-upload a video. Um, and and have the same stats and have it be the same link, but you can go back right. and optimize the cards and the description and the thumbnails and and all that stuff too. So you're just basically on the second draft now of of your book, if you want to go with that analogy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it gives me. I mean, if I take a, you know, and make a video specifically about a tool like you suggested, it can be really short. Um, Right now, I put videos out every Tuesday. Um, you know, maybe I have a different day where I put out a featured tool every week, really. I yeah, mean, you could. there's enough tools that are used that that would be easy to do. And if they're only a couple minutes long a piece, um, I could put those together, a whole bunch of them all at once. And then make sure that on those tool videos, which a lot of people are going to find you for the first time because of those videos, mm-hmm. that... You have that B-roll, like you said, for your other videos. They see you using it, but then also in the description and even in the call to actions to go like, hey, if you want to see me use this tool as I build this bike or as I reprogram this bike to be faster, click on the link and you'll you'll see the video there. Now you have another entry point for people, which is the tool, right. but now they're coming into your brand. Yeah, yeah, and I hadn't thought of that angle before we got on this call at all that, yeah, if somebody could be looking up a bottom bracket tool or a pedal wrench or something that I think seems silly and obvious, but uh, if they're looking up how to use that specific tool, I was hoping they'd come to my longer videos, but if I have one more targeted, uh, I can really pull them into my, my channel and then my website and everything else. Yeah, there you go. It's like kind of like the tools, like a quick win. You're, you're answering their immediate question, and now they're like, okay, like let me see what else Kyle has to offer, and I think that'd be right. cool. Yeah, and that's been going well the past few weeks. I mean, I had a, I've got a guy coming in to the shop later today, for example. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really positive and always looking at uh, the ups instead of the downs. Uh-huh. Uh, who called me earlier this week and was like, "Hey, I found you on YouTube. Uh, I've been looking to buy an electric bike. I want to buy one. It's so confusing out there. All the information is different, but uh, I just I found your video and I was like, that's the guy who knows what bike I need that's to so buy. Huge. That's so uh, huge." And he's driving from three hours away to come to me to buy the bike from me instead of, you know, someone in his town. Are um, you, uh, you going to film that? That might be kind of cool to be like, hey, this is, um, you know, this guy and 
He saw the YouTube channel, and I just wanted to invite him over <laughs> to help him out and, you know, sit back and watch how we can talk through this together. And I don't know. Uh, yeah, I thought about that. I thought, you know, we'll see uh, when he shows up. Uh, he might not be comfortable with it. but he, he may not, or or he may be like, wow, I just saw you on YouTube. Now I'm going to buy a bike. Now you're going to let me be on your channel. You know, he may no. be super excited about it. Oh, I mean, he'll, be, he'll become a super fan if that's the case for sure. <laughs> right. So, uh, and, and if he does, then he'll, of course, hopefully recommend all his friends to come buy some more. Um, yeah. So I, I had actually considered that. Um, hadn't really done anything else with that. But yeah, that's certainly, since that's just coming up in a couple hours here, um, I'll see what I can make happen. Awesome, man. Dude, I, I like what we uh, where we ended up, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be anything hugely in addition to for your time. It's just going to be kind of optimizing the things you're already doing. So if you don't mind, I'd love to check in with you later in the year and kind of see how things are going and hopefully... Uh, you can report back that, you know, things are increasing and, you know, things are going well. So if you don't mind, I'd love to, to have you back on later in the year. Absolutely. Cool, man. Kyle, keep up the good work. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing. And uh, one more time for everybody listening, where can they go to actually check out, like, what's your YouTube channel and, and the link to go to your website? Uh, so my website is boltonebikes.com. And my YouTube channel is the same, Bolton Ebikes. And uh, I've got links to the videos on my website and links to my website from the videos. So find either one. Hopefully you can get to the right spot. Awesome. And we'll put all the links in the show notes for you listening. And is that B-O-L-T-E-N or O-N? Uh, B-O-L-T-O-N. And there's certainly, there's some history behind the name. They can find out about that. Oh, I like that teaser. Okay. <laughs> cool, Kyle. Hey, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you and good luck. All right. Thank you very much. All right, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Kyle. Again, you can find him at Bolton, B-O-L-T-O-N, ebikes.com. Uh, Kyle, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to seeing how you implement a lot of these strategies with the things that you're already doing. I think it's it's really low-hanging fruit for you, and you'll be able to create a very, very nice bank of and, and a library of offers for people inside and outside of your business for your own income. So congratulations. I'm really looking forward to seeing how you do with this. And we're going to have you back on the show at some point in the future, I hope, so that we can see how things go and see how this perhaps made a dent or perhaps exploded, which you've already built. And you've done a great job niching down, getting into the space and creating something really amazing for people who are really into e-bikes. And I know because I see a lot of people in my neighborhood riding around e-bikes and e-scooters and those kinds of things. Really awesome. So for those of you listening in, if you want to get a coaching call just like this one, all you have to do is go to askpat.com, scroll down a little bit, you'll see the list of archive of previous shows and whatnot and some other information about the show. Uh, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already, obviously. But secondly, there's a little button in the middle of the page to apply. And that application process allows me to understand a little bit more about your business and what I can do to potentially help you, what your goals are, how far you've come, all those kinds of things. And yes, it does take a little bit of time. And no, I cannot possibly select everybody who applies. I get applications coming in every single day to be on ASPAT. However, the truth is, if you don't apply, it's not going to happen. And a lot of the people, based on the conversations I've had with people who I've brought back on the show, say that this is a major turning point for people's businesses getting coached like this. So whether you get coached by me or not, get some outside help from somebody to help you grow your business too, if possible. But hopefully it can be me and I can help you. And if, again, you want to apply, go to askpat.com and you can apply right there on that page. Make sure you subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And if you've happened to have taken a little bit of time, just one minute to leave a review on iTunes already, thank you so much. I appreciate you for that. And if you haven't yet, it just takes a minute. I love 
all the reviews, positive and negative, they help me and push me forward for you because I'm here to serve you, Team Flynn. Hey, I appreciate you. Thank you so much, and I look forward to serving you in the next episode. Team Flynn for the win. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.